it's really crazy the life of an NFL running back, how quickly a career can change. You get signed to the richest contract for a running back in the NFL. It's just be crazy. Like when I was getting injured, it was like, oh, this you got paid and got injured. And I'm like, yo, these guys been getting injured back to back to back. It just reminded me of like, like I could get through anything in life. Ain't nothing going to compare to what I went through standing them projects and seeing what I saw. And one thing I do as well is I embrace the process. I embrace the struggle. And I try to find the beautiful things in all of that. Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. The Ravens are heading into a big game against the Cleveland Browns. Feels like we just played these guys. Oh, yeah, we did. We did. Face the Browns before their bye. So they went Ravens by Ravens. Mm -hmm. Weird little quirk in the schedule, but so be it. Yeah. Bring them on anyway. Who cares? Yeah, you got to play them twice. Once here, once there. That's how it goes. Exactly. So heading into a big game, the Ravens really need to rebound after a gut punch of a loss out in Pittsburgh. And I'll tell you, like we said at the end of uh, our earlier podcast this week, the Ravens win this game. You take two out of three in Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Cleveland. You feel all right about that. They'd be nine and four in pretty good, pretty good standing in the AFC. Yeah. And, and, you know, as we always talk about, you, you do the tally up the wins and the losses at the start of a season and, you know, every Monday uh, for the rest of the way. And if you, if you were to say, take two out of three in this stretch, like yeah. I think everyone would probably sign up for that. Yeah. You sign up for that. Um, I, think and, the, I think the Ravens got to get to 10. I think the Ravens, ha- it's a race to 10 so, wins, I think, for the so get So then that gets you a wild card spot. I think that gets you a wild card spot. I don't think that gets you a division title. I think it's really if interesting. If the Ravens beat the, the Browns and the Bengals, I think that might, that might win the division right there. Mm-hmm. It is really interesting because I think the AFC North is 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 really good and yeah. every team is competitive. However, I also could see like eleven and six winning the division. Oh yeah, I mean ten oh, and seven. For sure, I think ten, eleven and six would win the division. Ten and seven probably doesn't, but it's close. I think ten and seven could win the division if one of the ten. And then is it's a tiebreaker if, if situation. Bengals. I know. Well, then it's a yeah. Then you're probably in a tiebreaker. Most likely a tiebreaker situation there, where a couple teams are ten and seven. Mm-hmm. So it's that's just then to me like to, then it come down to division title. We come down to division. I love how we're playing this out. Yeah. So if the Ravens and the Bengals finished at ten and seven at the top, it would, the next tiebreaker would be division record. The Ravens, well, they lost to Pittsburgh, right? And the the Bengals it, lost to the Browns. Yeah, I mean you have to play out. It's hard anyway. to know exactly how that yeah. would would. But I it ju- I just think it's kind of fascinating that as good as the AFC North is, ten and seven might get it done. Yeah. Um and this is a this is a massive game. Similar to where the Ravens were going into Pittsburgh last week, you're kind of in a position where you can just put the Browns out of it. If the Browns lose these two games, two straight games to the Ravens, it's gonna be a really dire situation for them there. Yes. They'll be they'll be six and seven oh, at yeah. that point. I think they'd be out and they'd be pretty much not out. statistically out of the mix, but mostly out of the mix. Yes. And so They'd have to run off four straight. The Ravens are again once once again in that position where they could they can knock them out. But even more than that, though, to me, this isn't a knockout scenario. This is a Ravens have to win for their own. It's not like about the Browns. Like the Ravens need looking at their schedule ahead. Mm-hmm. I think they need to claw out at least two wins. Like I said, and honestly, the Browns game is one of their better chances at it. Now, I think they're going to be in every game this year. I think like it'll all of them will be close, but. 
I like the Brown. I like the Ravens against the Browns in their passing offense, especially considering Marlon's injury and the state of our secondary right now. The Browns' passing offense doesn't scare me as much as the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers does, as much as the Rams and and Cooper Cup and Matthew mm-hmm. Stafford and all of their weapons, you know. And and then you have the Bengals mm-hmm. who lighted the Ravens up when they had Marlon Humphrey. Yeah. Um. So this is an opportunity. I think the it's it's a matchup that the Ravens despite their injuries and weaknesses, like can still very much win. You know, it it plays into the Ravens hands because really their offense is predicated on the run. The Ravens, I think can stop the run. They can. And and I will be curious to see that, you know, they kind of came out passing the Browns did um, in that last game. And and is that the approach that they use this week? So anyway, we'll talk more about the Browns game, but speaking of the run, yes, this was, this player was a bright spot in that game against Pittsburgh. The offense had its struggles. There was lots of frustration, but this guy was somebody who I think you can feel good about the way he played in that game. Yeah, and that's running back Devontae Freeman. Let's jump into that interview. All right, Devontae, we are thrilled to be with you. And I got to start by saying, dude, for your first Ravens-Steelers game, I, it looked like you had played in 10 Ravens-Steelers games before. You were playing <laughs> your ass off out there, man. How'd you oh, man. like your first taste of it? I was. It was good. It was fun. It was exciting. It was uh, competitive and uh it was great, good energy. Uh, those are the games that I like the most, the uh, big rivalry games, yeah. the big moment games, when it's time, when it really count and things like that. Um, I want to be a part of those games. And they fun to be a part of. So, uh, you know, it's a big rivalry. Yeah. Uh, I'm learning the culture yeah. um, about that rival. So it's, it's all good. It's fun. Was it unlike anything? I mean, I guess it's what? It's Falcon Saints. Yeah, Is Raven Steelers different yes. from Falcon Saints? Different vibe? Um, same, same, same okay. energy. Okay. You know, you could feel it throughout the whole week. Um, um, this high energy, uh, everybody just, you know, big week yeah. talking about it. Um, just how it was when I was in Atlanta, um, when we were preparing and get ready for New Orleans, that week was just crazy. The town, um, you go everywhere. All right, now we got to beat them saints. <laughs> so that's how, you know, it's, it's a good thing. Nice. What's this journey been like for you to, to come to a team and have to kind of hit the ground running immediately? I mean, after the injuries to Gus and JK, they needed somebody to step up. You come in in a, as part of a trio of veteran backs and have kind of, you have emerged to be kind of the number one guy right now. Just what's that been like for you? Um, Just coming in and playing football and doing my job and doing what um, was asked to do. Um, I told Coach, I just want to come in and compete and help out any way I could and play football and have fun and contribute um, to getting W's and winning. And um, any way I could help, I would love to be a part of it. And I'm just taking advantage of the opportunities that's given and making everything count. Yeah. Now, you're a Florida guy. Yes. So what did you think when the Ravens called you and started talking to you and said, you know, you're going to get a chance to play with Lamar Jackson? Um, the conversation wasn't actually like that. <laughs> That's how it went. Somebody, man, come on! It wasn't here. really, really like that. Uh, but in my head, it was. <laughs> no, nah, it was cool. Uh, you, you know, but you know, you know, being from South Florida, we all have that same lingo. We understand. Um, and it's real competitive. Um, we all have like that 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 drive, that want to, and yeah. that toughness, that grit. Um. And just want to win, want to be great, and want to succeed. Um, just striving for excellence, and to be able to share the field with Lamar and 
you know, the whole team is just, it's an honor for me. I'm on year eight, so yeah, I'm just happy to be doing it and, and doing it at a high level and just having fun with it. Right now, I'm just really enjoying the game and having fun with it and crafting and, like, how can I get better next week? Yeah. I'm I'm studying my runs, thinking about how can I make this a better run. I got five. I need to try to get ten. Mm. Right. And, you know, just things like that. But I'm able to dial in and lock in on just my game, my field of play. And that's, what I'll, that's all I'm trying to do is just get better every week. Uh, what's interesting, I, I remember when you came in for your workout, right? So we sit on this mm. side of the building. We sit on the other side of this wall. Yeah. And I remember seeing you and Lev Bell, like, walking out of the workout through the parking lot here to your cars. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, Man, we got some former stars up in here. <laughs> and, sure. like, so what was, like, I mean, multi-year Pro Bowlers? You went to two Pro Bowlers, yeah. two Pro Bowls, second, third year. What was going through your head after that workout alongside Lev? I, me, I'm, I'm a, I love football. Yeah. F- football just runs through my body. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And everybody around me know that. A lot of people around me, most people around me, football run through their body. <laughs> um, I just took it. I was excited, you know, to just still play football and just yeah. have fun. Um, that, that's what really exciting about me. But coming here and getting this opportunity is, it's an honor, you know what I'm saying, to still be able to do it at a high level and team still want you. And I, I accept it and I love it. Was it when you're going through that time and, and, uh, were you kind of wondering like, what is when am I, when am I going to get another opportunity or is, is this good? Like, how did you, what were you kind of thinking at that point? Like who's going to call? Like what was the mindset at that time? Um, just understanding the NFL and how everything worked. You know, it's all about a patient being patient. How much patience can you have and staying ready, being ready when your number going to be called? Um, Obviously, not on a, a long-term contract, um, free agent, so you could be called up on at any given day. Um, so my thing was just to make sure I'm prepared and be ready. And I was handling a lot of my business, um, I, a lot of things I do off the field, so I was able to stay focused, able to work on my body. Um, I, I really took time and just focus on me and get things done, um, you know, while I'm preparing and you know waiting on the team to call, I was just focusing on my thing, doing what I needed to do, taking care of my business, getting everything in line. So when it's time to play football, I'm it all takes gas. care of itself. Right. All guys, yeah. You know, it's it's really crazy the life of an NFL running back. Like how quickly a career can kind of change. Yeah. I mean, after Super Bowl Fifty One, you score a touchdown. In Super Bowl 51, you guys should have won that Super Bowl. I'm sure you're well aware. <laughs> right? And then you get signed to the richest contract for a running back in the NFL. Five-year mm-hmm. big-time deal from the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Richly deserved, right? Yes, sir. And, and that's in 2017. Mm-hmm. Here we are in 2021, you know, after injuries. You had knee, ankle, groin surgery. And, like, it's you You were out of football this, for most of the summer. I mean, like, you didn't have a team until the Saints signed you, what, in August? Uh, Yeah, so last... Uh yeah, right before camp, I had right. signed with the Saints, so I had missed the whole from o- all all of OTAs and all of training camp. Exactly. Um, which whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you're okay with it. I'm on year eight. Now, whatever. You know, so it's, but but for real, I'm yeah, on year yeah, eight. Yeah. I know the game. I understand the game. You know, so I you know I don't need all that. Yeah. Know? But does it leave? Does I guess my question is like, does it leave you saying like? Man, it was not long ago when I was the toast of the town. Like you all, I was the richest running back in the NFL. I never I'm going to show honest, you all that I got some of that. You know, honestly, I 
I know you might think I'm BSing you, but honestly, I never paid attention to it. I never, I paid attention to it. I take that back. I paid attention to it, but it never really, it never stuck and soaked, soaked in and just, you know, marinated right. with, with my lifestyle and who I am because I knew it was a bunch of talk. You know, I know it was a bunch of, you know, media stuff about making a situation worse than what it is. Right. Like, like I was still doing good. The next year, I made more millions. I got richer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, I, I was always in a good, you know, situation. And right. um, I had a few injuries and stuff like that. But, you know, I understand the game. It's all about, you know, somebody else is going to get a, a, a bigger contract or higher contract. And it just keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, I really never kind of got caught up into, like, the media and what people were saying as far right. as, you know, a whole bunch of stuff was going on. Too much money, all a lot of stuff. So mm-hmm. I just kind of stay focused, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, focus and, and know that you have a lot more to offer after those injuries. Because that's the oh, question: yeah. when a running back has injuries, they're like, "Oh, how much does he have left?" You know what I mean? Yeah, and it just be, it just be crazy. Like when I was getting injured, it was like, "Oh, this he got paid and got injured," and I'm like, "Yo, these guys been getting injured back to back to back, big big backs, big time star running backs, supposedly, right?" Mm-hmm. You know, right. I injuries get, happen. Yeah, injuries happen. Right. You know, so yeah. Here's kind of a this might catch you off guard a little off the wall here, but we were doing some research on and your backstory. And something that we read is that when you were a kid you worked at a funeral home. Yeah. So and this was significant in shaping you. Tell us about this. So it's a long story. <laughs> <laughs> I know but, you're going uh, out to practice soon. I just no, yeah, I had to ask about this. No, nah, it's a long story, but it was definitely life changing story. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because I was able to see things at a, a very young age that I don't think the average young kid get to see. You know, I experienced. I had I worked in a funeral home from an ex coach, uh, the White Jackson. Um, what he did was he. He was a part of Liberty. He still is a part of Liberty City Warriors Optimus program. It's a big program down in South Florida. That's my uncle Luke. You know, we all run a program and we have a bunch of kids. We give back um, foundation stuff, uh, toy drives, Christmas drive, Thanksgiving things. A lot, a bunch of stuff we do through the foundation and the Devonte Freeman Foundation as well. Um, I got off topic. <laughs> just well, how did how did working in a funeral home? So you, oh, was okay, your youth okay, coach, okay, right? okay. So, so right. basically, yeah, basically, he was my youth coach, right. always giving back to the yeah. guys and stuff. So he would give us a job, you know, to work in there. It was an easy job: pick up the flowers, carry them to the casket, take them out to church, put them back in the car. That right. was our job. We didn't have the clean bodies, and but I saw all the bodies. I saw plenty of bodies, dead bodies. And how old are wow. you? Uh, this thing started like eight, nine. Wow. Yeah. And I heard he, he kind of used that as a lesson to you to say, Hey man, it was a lesson because yeah, it's tough. It was right in Liberty city on top of that. A lot of the times I knew a lot of the people that was in the back back there. Oh my God. Wow. Wow. He would be cleaning them out. I don't seen like him take out a skull. I I mean like not take out a skull, but like clean it out, like clean all your, guts and, and testicles out of your stomach, put it in a red bag and tie the red bag up, stitch it inside of you. It's so much stuff Dude. that goes on back there. So what's that do to a kid? Fluid. I mean, what lessons did you take from that? It wasn't scary. It wasn't scary. It was just more so like that. It was a job. It was a job. Mm-hmm. It's, it's no more than like 
what we're doing right now is a job because we, oh, we got, a we got we're doing right now. <laughs> I mean, once you get it, once you get so used to it, you just get numb to it, you know, yeah. seeing it every day. Like right now, if I go to the funeral and I take y'all back there, I probably walk back there while he doing the body and y'all are probably freak out. And I'm just like, I'd be barfing in the corner. Yeah, like y'all probably wouldn't even want to walk. Back I wouldn't there. want to walk back there. But it's so like we so used to it, and it's so natural, and it's just. But it's definitely you know my my childhood brother, my best friend Anthony Darling, his godson. He had to bury him. He had to fix him up and stuff. So, um, I saw that you know that that's the stuff that stings and hurt when you really see your loved ones on those table and stuff. And I had a couple of friends, family members that was on his table. So wow. Mm. But 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 we made a lot of money. <laughs> I made I made some good money when I was so young. Not nah, it was a sad thing to see that yeah. and go through that. But as a kid to have that type of job, I think it was a, like it was a great job. Yeah, yeah. You know well, what I'm you, saying? Because we learned so much, we was able to see things that the average kid aren't going to see, mm-hmm. and that's how I took it at that young of an age. You know the opportunity, like wow, I don't want to be on this table, like because guys, people. Was you know health issues, uh, gun violence, car accidents, like all type of tragedies. So, wow! Right. And, and and you grew up in the pork and beans projects, pork right? Pork and beans, right? Pork and beans. Hey, pork I love the name project. already. Pork and beans. <laughs> uh, so it's not pork and beans. Pork. Hmm? Poker beans. Poker beans. Poker beans. <laughs> really? Poker beans. Where you at, man? The beans. That's how you. <laughs> so like, if you hit me up free. <laughs> Say say free free what's up? Well, I'm just chilling. What's good with you? Where you, where you at? I'm in the beans right now. What's up? You feel <laughs> <to> pull up? <laughs> I'm in the beans. You better pull up. Uh, you talk. Poker beans. <laughs> so, but I mean, from what I understand, like it was a tough. It's a tough neighborhood. Tough oh, childhood. Man. Like the beans. You know, yeah. Poker bean project. That's 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 a tough neighborhood for real. I seen. But when we was there, when I was living there, then I ain't know it was that bad. Right, because I was in it every That's single life. day. I lived it. That was my everyday life. I ain't know nothing else until I started making some real money and getting outside of what I grew up on and stuff. And it's now when I go back and look back, I'm like, how did I survive that? Right, mm-hmm. people was dying. Like we had murders in the projects, probably once a week. Oh my at gosh. least once a week. Oh my gosh, man! So many people passed around me. Four year old little kid got shot in the head. Little mm-hmm. girl. Man, so many people passed away. Right. right. Yeah, from all, mostly from gun violence. So how did how did that motivate you? How did that make you the man that you are? And you know, it just remind me of like like I could get through anything in life. Ain't nothing gonna compare to what I went through standing them projects and seeing what I saw in that funeral home. Right. Like, ain't too much things could add up to that. So when I'm going through a tough time, and I might be having you know some struggles at something. I'm mentally I already know I'm gonna get through it and, and one thing I do as well is I embrace the suck. I embrace the process. Mm-hmm. I embrace the struggle and I try to find the beautiful things in all of that when it's bad, when it's not going so good for me. And that's what gets me by can I look I look at I saw my grandma, my mom, they used to catch the bus and stuff to go to work every single day to clock in to make mm-hmm. not right. nothing for real. Right, right. So to see them do that, that was all the motivation I ever needed. That stick with me for the rest of my life. I don't need to see no more other motivation. Mm. I get it all from that and them. 
Awesome. Well, we, we know you got to get out to practice. You got an incredible story, and uh, we'll have to have you I, back. You know, you got a hey, great. We got some more time to chop it up, man. Oh, time, whenever we, we get another, it. no, no, not no, right no. now, not today, <laughs> not today. But we'll I definitely, again. I definitely will get back up, and yep. we can All really right. just chop it up and just go through I everything. Would love that. Awesome. Would, yeah. I'm hungry. I gotta go get some poke beans. <laughs> I take you. Poke <laughs> beans and hot dogs. Thanks, man. All right, thank All right. you. Sunday is right around the corner. Draft your lineups now to feel the sweat with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the Baltimore Ravens. Life is more fun when you have skin in the game. Download the DraftKings app to check out all the action and daily contests. New users enter code FLOCK when signing up to get a special offer. That's code FLOCK and get a special sign-up bonus. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All right, cool. Well, Devontae, man, I'll tell you, he, good dude. I really wish we had more time with him. Yeah. I really, and he said so, man. He might he might be back at some point on the lounge. We can here. make a, uh, you know, return. He could certainly make a return appearance. We were just warming up. But I know, we were getting into our groove, and then he had to get out to practice. Uh, you know, we should have asked Harbaugh if we could push pra- practice back like 30 That minutes. would have been a good request to put in. Yeah, he definitely would have been down with it. This podcast, <laughs> this, this podcast, we're, we're, we're rolling here. We yeah. settled in. We got a good vibe going. It's just you know, if he's late to practice, he's late to practice. Exactly. Exactly. He'd understand. <laughs> <laughs> I did I did like when you asked him, you know, what was it like to miss OTAs? And he's like, it was fine. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Uh, yeah, that was kind of funny. <laughs> anyway, I mean, it's I just we didn't have a lot of time to get into Devontae's backstory. But just for fans out there who aren't super familiar with his career trajectory. I kind of jumped into the middle, right, with the Super Bowl. Um, but here, here's a fourth-round pick out of Florida State who comes in and his second year in Atlanta really blows up. Mm-hmm. Went to a Pro Bowl in his second year in 2015. Uh, in 2016, he had the most touchdowns in the league. Sorry, no, in 2015, led the league's running backs in touchdowns scored with 11. Scored 11 touchdowns in back-to-back years, 2015 and 2016. Went to the Pro Bowl both of those years. So, like... Early success for this guy. Um, then he, like we said, went to the Super Bowl with the Falcons. He was part of that team in 2016 that went to overtime with the Patriots. Should have won. They got a little too pass-happy at the end. Mm, that, see, that's where we wanted to ask him some questions. Mm-hmm. Should you guys have run the ball? Oh, man. Instead of setting up Matt Ryan for a <laughs> crucial sack. I wonder if he would have had an opinion on that one. Yeah, I think he probably would. When you said you know you should have won that game, he just kind of nodded his head. <laughs> nodded his head. Like, yeah, I know. Like, Thanks a lot, jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I am well aware of the history on that one. Yeah, yeah. So um, then, then, like I was saying, I mean, so gets that big contract heading into the 2017 year. Uh, five-year, $41 million contract, then knee injury week one of 2018, right? Then he play, week five comes back, injures his foot and groin, put on the shelf. So 2018 was a wash mm-hmm. for Freeman, right? Comes back in 2019. The Falcons just weren't a very good team. They went seven and nine. They were just kind of struggling. He had a okay year. Gets released after that season. So he got released in March of 2020, three years after signing this mega deal. I mean, that's kind of wild. Yeah. And uh, then he goes to the Giants, New York Giants, in 2020. He goes on IR with, on November 4th with an ankle injury. Lands on the Bills practice squad at the end of that season. You know, maybe going to play in the playoffs for them last year. Right. Which is, this is your point. This is like... Two, bouncing around. Like, bouncing around. Like, bouncing all the way here to Baltimore is 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 kind of the end of the bouncing. I mean, basically, like... 
it's just crazy. You end up on the Bills practice squad, right? But two years before, you're signing a monster contract. Three right. years three before, years. three exactly. years before. I mean, it's just and and in a similar situation, Le'Veon Bell. You know, yep. when the Ravens had him in here, he's practice squad, then gets moved to the active roster. Three years before, he signed a monster right. deal Things in New can York. Just change in this with a snap of finger, uh, finger snap of your fingers, snap of, snap of your finger. Yeah. Wait. Do you snap your finger or you snap your fingers? I think you snap you snap your finger and your thumb. Finger. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like so fast. And, at that position. At that position. I mean, I guess any really position, un- but it's that really one. Uncanny. Yeah, that one just seems. Oh, I mean, come on. Quarterbacks can hang on for back well, quarterback for a decade. That that's the, <laughs> Matt Schaub will tell you something about that. Yeah, that's the different situation right there. Hey, you not know, as guys, physically as demanding if yeah, you have an injury. Yeah, yeah. The backup quarterback. Um, but running That's back, my job. I want the backup quarterback. You want to hold the clipboard? Yes. That's, <laughs> I'm all about that job. Maybe but, someday. Yeah, you still got time. <laughs> still got time. Um, but just it's just really interesting to hear from him and, and how his mindset didn't, you know, he just didn't buy into all that stuff. Like he knew he still had something to offer and kept that positive attitude and, and came here and he's done it. And, you know, we've talked about the, the lack of a run game outside of Lamar. And... You know, it's taken a lot of a lot of heat. Let's all remember these guys got thrown in at the last minute. Like they had to pick up a complex offense on the fly. Yeah. Really. And I think Devontae Freeman's evidence of he's just getting better. You know, and, and like is he at a point in his career where he's as physically as explosive as he was early in twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen, those Pro Bowl years? No, probably not, you know. But like I think that he deserves credit and this running game deserves credit for grinding out some tough yards. Like the stats don't look good, but in some key games, key moments, they've ground out some yards. And mm-hmm. now we're, we've been spoiled here in Baltimore on the running back situation, the ground game the past two years. Yeah. Record setting units. Like we're, we like kick dirt on a three or four yard run. Yeah. But depending on the situation and circumstances, like that can be a very critical three or four yard run. And I have to give credit to Devontae Freeman for grinding out some of those yards. Oh yeah. He, he definitely deserves credit for that. And as you know, you look at the back half of the season here, I think he's going to play a really important role. I mean, he was huge sure. in that game against Pittsburgh, the old cliche. I feel like I can hear Terrell Suggs saying it, you know, pack your defense, pack your running game. Mm-hmm. When you get into these cold, you know, it just start today felt like an AFC North week. Lamar walks out, you know, you can see his breath during his press conference. You're going to Cleveland it's 30 degrees out. There's snow this morning, snow flurries this morning. It's like, okay, it's December football. Mm-hmm. It's AFC North football. Uh, Devonta Freeman is going to be a really key player over these next five games as the Ravens try to make, make it to the playoffs. Absolutely. And I, he needs to take some of the pressure off this passing offense that's not clicking right now. Now, it's got to be better than it has been, certainly, but like you need that run game to take some pressure off, put them in some more manageable third-down situations. You know, I have Devontae Freeman starting this week on my fantasy team for good reason. Well, there you go. I should have told him. Well, well you're also you're hoping for the podcast bump. <laughs> of course. I'm counting on the podcast bump. <laughs> you you worked out on the podcast bump. Yeah, that's smart. Um, so this week, obviously, the Browns are going to Cleveland. Last time they went to Cleveland, just that crazy game, back and forth. Lamar goes into the locker room, comes back, throws the, the miracle pass. I mean, that was an instant classic. Uh, it would be fun to get an offensive performance like that in this game, huh? Oh my gosh, I'll take whatever. Yeah, I'll take <laughs> whatever leads to a dub. So you know, I think that this is an interesting game because I think the Browns, you know, the Browns are coming off that bye and they're banged up. They've been banged up, particularly Baker Mayfield. So he's got a little time to get healthy here. Now it seems like his injuries aren't like the give me one week and I'm back to no. full strength. I think he's just going to be playing hurt the rest of the way. Yes. Um, 
But I think that Kevin Stefanski and that coaching staff is a good staff, and so they went through a co- they went through a self scouting process. And I just will be curious to see how a game plan is different. What this wrinkles? Week. What, what wrinkles they roll out. Like, Maybe they roll out the Jarvis Landry pass. I was just going to say, I don't, that one. I don't think that one's going to be in there. This game. <laughs> and also, we got this idea. I think Kareem Hunt is going to be more of a factor than he was in the last game. That was his he's first healthier. game back mm-hmm. uh, from the injury. So I think having more time to recover, he's going to be back. Um, this is a big game for the Ravens run defense. Like they did not, they were shut down. I mean, 40 yards yeah. last meeting for their running backs. I am sure they took that personally. I am sure. They are devoted to turning that stat around. And it's on the Ravens' defense to say, but but at the same time, they're looking at the cornerback situation yeah. and probably saying, are we sure we want to keep running the ball? Because I'd really like to test out who, whoever's out. I mean, Anthony Avery's been the most targeted cornerback in the NFL. Yeah. Think about the guy that's opposite him yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Now, he, now he's the, uh, now he's the, the guy the you don't want to throw at. The wily vet <laughs> right. out there. And so, like, it'll be interesting to see how much they want to attack that or – say we need to get this ground game going better than, certainly than we did you know the last time we faced the Ravens. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting dynamic of this game. Like do the Browns kind of go back to their bread and butter, which is the run game, mm-hmm. or do they attack the Ravens weakness? Right. And I I'll be, you know, I'll also be interested to see who the Ravens end up putting out there. Maybe it's Chris Westry. Um maybe it's Jimmy Smith. Maybe it's Jimmy Smith. Um you know, Jimmy's got the experience, and he played a lot of snaps uh, last week against Pittsburgh. Westry's been dealing with injuries. He's only played three games, I believe, this year. Got one start. And so... Julie like Harbaugh's answered my question. What do you think of Chris Westry this year? Yeah. I haven't seen much of him. I know. Exactly. <laughs> Basically. Exactly. So, I think he's got potential, and mm-hmm. he has physical attributes that are, you know, make you Tantalizing. say... Yeah, all right. Here we go. But at the same time, he also... You know, he's been dealing with knee, thigh, hasn't been able to really stay on the field. Yeah. So, you know, you know, I also, I do wonder, you know, Tavon Young's health is part of the equation here. Like, Tavon Young, as everyone knows, is, is best suited as an inside nickel corner. I saw that you th- were throwing out that he could move outside. I don't see that happening. I do not see that happening. He's done it before. At the end of the way day. Way back when. Way back when. Like his rookie year. And the preference is certainly to keep him inside, but, you know, Westry, who's playing slot, then? No, well, I, I know that would be that would be a lot. I, I think mean, you're uh, you're off your rocker on that. The Tavon, I think outside. I'm I'm saying I that. think it's more likely than if you were talking like wild scenarios. More likely, what if Brandon Stevens were to run more at cornerback than safety, and they use Geno at safety? I think that's a possibility too. Um, I don't look. I, Tavon Young going outside is not the if I'm. You know, saying my prediction, that's not my prediction. I'm just saying it is an option, and I think that you have to – at the end of the day, it's like you want to get your best corners on the field. Um, And I think that – If they were just going with two corners and didn't need a slot, maybe you're saying maybe that guy would be Tavon. Correct. Is he he your second best corner even in an outside role? He's so banged up right now, too. Well, that's the issue. His health is (laughs) an issue for him. But Jimmy Smith's been dealing with injuries, and Westry's been dealing with injuries. That's correct. I mean, going into the last couple games, every cornerback except Marlon's been on the injury report. Well, actually, Marlon was on the injury report with an illness. So every corner has been on the injury report. Now Marlon's done for the season. Now Kevon Seymour's coming back from the COVID list, so that also provides – another depth piece and who knows how many snaps he'll play. I mean, he could see double digit snaps in this game. Um, So yes, to our original point, it will be very interesting to see how the Browns attack the Ravens defense. And quite frankly, let's not forget 
The other big injury right now is Patrick McCarry. Suffered a hand injury. You're going to be out for several weeks. And, oh, by the way, here comes, you know, Jadavion Clowney and Miles Garrett. Mm-hmm. You know, we just got done with TJ Watt wrecking the game. Yeah. And I think he's the sack leader now. The guy before him was Miles Garrett. Yeah. And who, you know, had a sack against Lamar Jackson in that game, you know, in the previous game. So, like. Well, this, this yeah, this is goes to a good question. And this, you can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Theodore Mercer writes, uh, hey, fellas, it's Cam. Do you think we need to make changes on the offensive line? You can move Tyree Phillips back to left guard and maybe try Ben Cleveland at right tackle Ooh. going up against. I don't know if Ben Cleveland's ever played tackle. I mean, he was a guard throughout his college career. He didn't play tackle at all. Tyree Phillips was a college tackle. Well, you know so, you know who did suggest Ben Cleveland at right tackle? Ken? Our, our guy, Ken, uh, Ken, Ken McCusick. Really? Yeah, he did. He uh, suggested giving him a shot at right tackle, thought that he could play physically. I mean, he's got size. He's got long arms. I think at this point of the season, he hasn't played a snap even in practice at right tackle. In training You watching practice? <laughs> in training camp. <laughs> I haven't seen, yeah, I don't know since the season started, but he's been injured for much of that. Yeah. I mean, like, that would be a tall task. I think opinion. it would. I, I agree. I think it would be a tall task. I, I think maybe... Rather than putting him at right tackle, what about putting just putting him at left guard? I mean, yeah, how about I start mean, just think, putting him in the game? I think in his natural position, yeah, I'm interested in seeing what he has at least a timeshare with Ben Powers. I mean, that's the way it was trending before. Yeah, before his knee injury, it looked like he was gonna he was gradually getting more and more snaps and would take over the the lead share at least or the starting role there. Mm-hmm. So um, I would expect that the Ravens could move him back into the rotation. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think that it's going to be at right tackle. I, I, I honestly think it's Tyree Phillips. Yeah. Now, Juwan James uh, returned to the practice field on mm-hmm. Wednesday, yesterday. Um, and so is he an option? That's a possibility, I, mean, I would say. coming back from a torn Achilles. And I don't think it's going to be for this game. I right. mean, you're not going to get three practices in and say, all right, I'm ready to go from a torn Achilles. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, if McCarry's out for several weeks, can – can Juwan James cover for a couple of those weeks? How long does it take him to get up to speed? And yeah. Is he ever going to, I don't know that he's ever going to get up to speed enough to be back this season, but I'm just saying it's a possibility. Yeah. I, I, to me, man, on him, it's just like, he's got to get, there's a lot, there's a lot of rust that has to be shaken off. Yeah. And like, I mean, look, I know there's a lot of fan intrigue on Juwan James, um, because the Ravens signed it with the possibility he could come back potentially this year, or maybe it's something for next year. Right. But like the guy has not played football in two years. Mm. I mean, he he did he had, hasn't played at all this year, and he's coming off a torn Achilles from May in early May. He opted out in the 2020 season, so he was mm. one of the COVID opt outs. Mm. And then in 2019, uh, he had just three starts, and then a knee injury forced him out for the rest of the season. Oof. So it's not like like I know that this guy is a talented player and mm. has a ton of potential but like <laughs> three games and then uh, three practices i know you're not saying that he's going to come back yeah. and play this week but like i mean th- there's a lot of i guess questions on his ability to get back on the field this year and it seems like it's an uphill battle so we'll see i mean i think that like you got to let him get some practice time under his belt before mm-hmm. thinking that this guy is going to be the answer for the offensive line yeah. honestly i think it's tyree phillips i think i think the ravens just kind of have to ride it out with Tyree, I don't know that there's a better solution. Right. Um, and, you know, I mean, they can win games with Tyree Phillips at right tackle. They did it last year, you know, down yeah. the stretch. They won a number, a lot of games with Tyree Phillips at right tackle. Have we all forgotten how talented of a running back he is? 
Yeah, I know. Come on. Maybe that's the answer. That's maybe, the answer. maybe we handed it I think we, we made that same joke. We made that same joke like two two podcasts ago. I'm but, sure we did. We recycle <laughs> jokes all the time. We should ask Devontae Freeman about that. What, maybe give Tyree Phillips. Well, he wasn't around. Run. I'm not sure. Yeah, if he, he may not know. Tape. He may he not know. He might not have pulled up the tape on that. That's true. Um, but I mean, I, I think that they just kind of have to ride it out. And let's let's also, I know like the O line's taking a lot of heat right now, and I get it. Right, I think they could be blocking better. It, it hasn't been excellent. I would mm-hmm. say. I, I just want to point out two things. Okay, any offensive line. Even the best in the league, if it were facing as many blitzes and as heavy of blitzes as the Ravens were right now, they'd be giving up some quarterback pressures, hits, and sacks. Yeah, any of them. Especially if you're going up against T.J. Watt. That's the second point. Okay, I jumped ahead. You jumped ahead. Okay. The Ravens have faced three of the top pass rushers in the league the past three weeks, right? You had uh, Miles Garrett from the Browns, Robert Quinn from Mm -hmm. the Bears, who is double-digit sacks already, and... Uh, TJ Watt. Watt. Right. So, I mean, you've had some stud game wreckers that you've gone against. So, I'm just saying those are two factors. And the Ravens got another one this week. They got a rematch yep. with Miles Garrett. It's not going to get any easier. You got another rematch with TJ Watt on the on the schedule. But I think Tyree Phillips is just going to have to grind it out. Yeah, so, look, I think it's going to be um, – I think it. this one feels to me like another close game. Yeah. I, it just – Well, I, 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 sorry, I want to add one more thing to that. To negate some of that pass rush against the Browns, the Ravens went to more of a quick passing game. Like mm-hmm. they were not taking many shots. It was get the ball out of Lamar's hands, you know, to try to minimize the pressure. I think they have to use more of that. Yeah. Now the the issue is Lamar has to get the ball out of his hands quick. Yeah, yeah. Right, which was obviously a problem in Pittsburgh. It's been a little bit of an issue. Like he had the one fadeaway touchdown to Mark Andrews against the Browns, and then it seemed like he thought he could do that with more regularity against the Steelers, and it just ain't didn't work. And so like. He's got to get the ball. If they're going to play that style of get the ball out of your hands and negate their pass rush to agree, he's got to deliver. I also am curious if um, there were some questions today about up-tempo stuff, and I know the mm-hmm. fans have sent in a lot of questions mm-hmm. about the up-tempo. Seems like that could be and It seems like that could be that. an option. Lamar Jackson talked about how he likes it and feels like it's working. Um, mm-hmm. It worked on the last drive of the game, I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll be curious to see if the Ravens – you know, try that early in games to yep. kind of jumpstart things. When you get some blown coverages that way, which they got on that last drive, like Devin DuVernay's big reception over the middle on the last touchdown drive, blown coverage. Mm-hmm. Just popped wide open over the middle and Lamar hit him. And, like, so when you play that up-tempo style, you have – it just puts the defense under more pressure to communicate quickly and get it all right, and mistakes happen. The Ravens know. They've had some blown coverages too. Yeah. So I, I like that idea. I yeah. certainly do. And it seems to, like – I think the Ravens kind of got – got to get Lamar out of this rut and that's one way to maybe get him out of the rut like yeah just mix, change things up a little bit cuz mm-hmm. he's kind of in his head a little bit I think right yeah now. and if you're playing fast then maybe you're thinking less you know exactly so i think it'll, i'll be watching that you know especially early if the ravens try to go that route so yep. Anyway, thanks for listening. As always, you can reach us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net and we're getting ready to go to Cleveland. Cleveland Cleveland? Cleveland? That was like Devontae Freeman. (laughs) We're getting ready to go to Cleveland for a big, 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 big,